0: Or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Hey, we are canceling the apocalypse! name's Bond. James Bond. The world's most famous secret agent is back. We aim to please. And this time 007 is facing the ultimate enemy. The man who knows him best.
1: Hello James. What an unpleasant surprise. 006. What's the message? No pithy come back? He was a friend and now he's your enemy and you will kill him. Is the satellite in range? Target is London.
0: Now the entire world is about to be caught in the crossfire. See you in hell, James. You first. Kill ah, The pleasure will be oh. on my head. Would you check her out? Where's ah! ah! it her? Three clicks, arms the fuse. Don't say it. The writing's on the wall. Grow up, double-o Soviet. I think you're
1: a sexist, misogynist dinosaur. A relic of the Cold War. You know James? I was always better. Both of you, stop it! You're like
0: boys with toys. The trick is to quit while you're still here. I wouldn't think of
1: it. A charming, sophisticated secret agent. Shaken, but not disturbed.
0: <laughs> Get us out of here!
1: Bond. Only bond. man just won't take a hint
0: the gun that depends on your definition of safe sex It's another podcast from Parts Unknown, a strange journey through the depths of Netflix. It's Anthony Lewis along with Glenn Bovee, and we're back to talk another random Netflix film. The one chosen for us last uh, in the last episode was the 1995 spy thriller GoldenEye 007, the 17th movie in the James Bond series. This one starring Pierce Brosnan, Sean Bean, and Isabella uh, Scor what is that score score up go I don't know how to pronounce her sure. last name I could have gone with Femke Jansen but I didn't uh, she was definitely in this movie uh, yeah. but uh, she was not the, the thirdly the the bond girl I guess essentially for this movie I mean who would you consider the bond girl is is a uh, well it's it's both of them I yeah. mean bond girls can be femme fatales yes and,
1: the uh, the quote unquote girl that he gets at the end. Mm. So, which is why we, and we're going to talk about this movie. Cause I don't know how you can't compare this to skyfall. That's why skyfall only has one bond girl and it's Javier Bardem.
0: Yes. Uh, so <laughs> I always, I never get tired of that point that you make about Javier Bardem being the bond girl. He, he kind of really is. He is the bond girl. He's the uh, only one who seduces him in the whole
1: movie. That's not Money Penny. Money Penny does not count. She is Money Penny. Yes. Now, and the other girl is neither. Uh, neither like the one that he, I'll well, just say, rapes in the uh, shower. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's consensual, but she's definitely startled at first. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's not a bad guy, and she's not a good guy. She's just, you know, a sex worker who's trying not to die.
0: Yeah. And I mean, then, you uh, know, subsequently. And- it's and it's James bond, bond, right? So uh every single woman ultimately uh falls to his uh under his whim because it's James Bond apparently. This was Pierce Brosnan's first uh film as Bond and this was the, his best Bond? You know his what? His best Bond movie, I think. Probably, yes. And it's also I don't know. I, th- I think this is like a really interesting amalgamation of James Bond movies in this yes. movie. Like there is all of the usual James Bond stuff. You've got, I mean, Bond is pretty much Bond, but they throw in some of the wacky gadgets. They throw in some of the, some of the more humorous elements. You've got your, Femme Fatale, who's got a sexually like innuendo name, that sort of thing. Uh and her character trait, by the way, played by Femke Jan- uh Jansen, who plays Miss uh what is her name? Uh Anatop. Xena Anatop. Xena Anatop. And mm-hmm. her character quirk is essentially violence makes her orgasm, essentially. She's well-
1: yeah, well, I think I think it's more of murder. Like killing Yeah. Killing's what gets her there. Uh, I mean... everything else is foreplay. Like, yeah,
0: I was gonna say, like, there's a point where Bond tries to derail a train they're on, and she is clearly getting hot and bothered just by the whole concept of him trying to derail a train she was on. And so, then she
1: gets so upset oh yeah, yeah. And then she gets like so upset every time she can't kill him because she yes. doesn't get her rocks off. Like
0: <laughs> Yes. Uh, what a bizarre character! And this, um, I don't know. Uh, this, the plot of the movie is kind of not. It's really not that spectacular, really. The whole story, very straightforward. Very straightforward. There is a super weapon, essentially, in space that the Russians control, and somebody got a hold of it. It turns out to be uh, a former Double O. That is played by Sean Bean, who went rogue, went bad. Uh, Brosnan's Bond thought that he had died and that he was at fault for this death. So there's like the personal vendetta thing. And essentially, it's just Bond stopping the super weapon from falling into wrong hands, which is. There's a lot of James Bond movies where that is what happens. And this one was kind of no different. I loved the first, I mean, this was, so as we said before, this was Brosnan's first Bond movie and you've got to do something absolutely stupid and ridiculous right off the bat. And boy, do they ever with him chasing after the plane on the motorcycle and then it goes off a cliff and then he just flies off the cliff on the bike and then leaves the bike and then just flies down to the plane and gets in and somehow pulls it up and flies away uh, unscathed. Absolutely, one hundred billion percent ridiculous, but that was pretty great. Uh, it is pretty great, and the fact that the Russian general's like, you know
1: what? Let's just see if he can do this. Yeah, like if he if he lives, like you know what? He deserves another day. <laughs> they literally stop. They can like, die another day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they literally halt in their tracks, and I said it out loud because he had the look on his face. It was like, let's see if he can do this. And then he did it, of course, because it's James <laughs> Bond. But yeah, um, I don't know. Run, run down your thoughts and feelings on, on golden eye.
1: Um, like, uh, even before that, I, I love, so, I, I mean, I haven't seen Golden it's gotta be, I haven't, I, it's gotta be since I was in high school at the very least. So it's yeah. at least been 10 years since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had told you like, I, I don't know if I've ever seen this movie, not on cable, it's yes. Like I have never like seen a DVD of it or anything like that, so mm-hmm. um, it was nice to watch it without commercial breaks. Yes, and that kind of stuff. And now I'm thinking about it. I don't think anything was cut out before. Yeah, but what is ingrained in my brain is the storyline in the video game, right? You know, yes. and for the most part, it's pretty similar. The only thing that really jumps out is the uh, when he first meets 006 in like. Russia's version of the uh, neon sign graveyard in Vegas, but it's just a bunch of commie shit. Mm-hmm. And in the video game, it's uh, Hagrid takes him out there. Yeah. And Robbie the Coltrane. Yeah. Does it also great in this movie? Yep. Uh, so it's, it's that kind of stuff where, you know, I'm just trying to jog my memory, but really like for me, it's, It's super obvious, but I never realized that they how much of a point they made
0: with M being a woman. Yes, that Uh, I thought that was like a big turn. Like that's why when I said I thought this was such an amalgamation of Bond movies. In the beginning, it starts off very Bond-like, and there's wacky gadgets and an insane stunt and a oh, dude, jumping off or.
1: Uh, bungee jumping off that fucking dam is yes awesome, awesome. Uh, I mean, I love how it all starts because just it's not like no one's chasing him. He's just running to get his stuff set up yes. so that he can jump off. Like, what yeah. a great introduction into when you first see Pierce Brosnan's face really mm-hmm. isn't until he's in the stall.
0: And there's you know? yeah, I mean, and there's there's like this even after even after he escapes the the Russian base or whatever. Then there's this kind of car chase he sort of randomly has with the femme fatale for later on. Uh, <laughs> well, and they're just they're just playing a playing around. Yeah, and it's to the wackiest music that doesn't. Oh, that fit. was
1: one of my notes. Is the
0: music is so strange in this movie? It's freaking super weird. Other than. Uh, Tina Turner's theme song, which I think she was trying to evoke Goldfinger, maybe a little bit. Yeah, uh, in the song, but other than that, and and not one of my favorite Bond themes either. But I also forgot that it was written by you two. Yes, yeah, her song was written by uh, Bono and The Edge. Yeah, which also because we were trying to figure out who sang it at first, and then. Uh, I can't remember who, well, who I, said I knew it, Tina Turner sang it. Yeah. Um, I didn't know it was written by Bono in the edge though. No, until, it yeah. wasn't until the title sequence and it's like song or lyrics and music <laughs> written by Bono, Bono and the edge. The edge. And it's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and Tina Turner team up to sing a James Bond song. Uh, but yeah, it's the music is super weird and it's very much like kind of one of the more campy bond movies until he goes and meets with M who is played by Dame judy dench who continues to play m for quite some time in the bond movies and yeah i mean all the way through skyfall yeah and then she's like she the tone to me changed dramatically with her scene she's like you're a sexist dinosaur james bond (laughs) and don't try your boyish good looks shit on me like that's not gonna work i'm old Fuck I don't
1: know everyone thinks I'm a bean counter. I don't have the balls to send you to your death. Well, let me fucking tell you something. Yes! <laughs> I don't um, fucking send you to your death. <laughs> I was like, holy <laughs> you know, it's like shit! The, it's the James Duty Dench that we're all familiar with. Like, you know, the British yes. lady with the stiff yes. off her lip who don't <laughs> ain't gonna take no sass and just yes. dishes out sass. Yes. Um. So it, it's I'm curious as to if that was kind of the trope she had fallen into or mm-hmm. was this like part, you know, one of the first roles that she yeah. jumped into it. Yes. Um, Cause it is just, you know, mm-hmm. some of the stuff I want to go back in time and think like, what was, what was it thought of like, Hey, Judy Dempch is going to be M. Yeah. Now, I'm sure it was like, well, M's always been a, a man and blah, blah, blah. Like, sure. you know, all that kind of stuff because, and like as I'm watching a movie, I'm just thinking like, oh yeah, you know it's funny. Like every every time something like this happens, right? Like it was uh, like Daniel Craig. It was yep. he wasn't tall and he was blonde haired and blue eyed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like what in the hell? <laughs> yes, uh, you it's, know. So it's uh, it's it's just so funny. It just doesn't matter with Bond. There's 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 always gonna be something. Like it's always gonna be something that. Yeah. Fans and people are complaining about like I think uh in the Skyfall one or whatever it was that, like Money Penny was out in
0: the field. Like I think that mm-hmm. was kind ne- of a that thing that never happens. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um and there was a really good scene actually with Bond and Money Penny in this where yeah. they're, <laughs> they're all flirting and then she's just like They're all flirting and then she's like, You better make fucking good on those promises, Bond. <laughs> Because like that's you know, always been the James Bond thing. He's very flirty with MoneyPenny, who is essentially the secretary, I guess. Yeah. Always flirty with her, complimentary, and she's always like, Oh, James, all the time. And, and but this, this is the first one where she's like being proactive in it too. Yeah. I mean, he's they're flirty, and then she's like, Hey, this could constitute sexual harassment. And he's like, "Oh, is there a penalty for that?" And she's like, "Yeah, eventually you got to make good on it." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh shit, okay." Uh, she's dishing it. She's dishing it out. I like that scene, but yeah, it was weird. It's like the movie flipped on its side a little bit with the the Judi Dench M scene. It was weird because it was like this f- feels like a lot of James Bond movies I've seen, and then she's just like, "You're a sexist dinosaur from a different time," and I'm like, "Yeah." I mean, he really kind of is. And, you know, they sort of, with Daniel Craig, they completely sort of changed that character. Yeah, like, a that, bit. like
1: Bond has a heart. Um, yes. But, or explaining the reason why he is so distant to women is because the one time he fell in love, like it was traitorous.
0: Yes. Um, now, I
1: will say that. And also, like, making the violence a little more brutal, but it is mm-hmm. weird that Goldeneye it seems like kind of started some of these. Uh, questions that you've had around Bond, like yes. actually pointing it out. And it, I don't, I just, I, I don't feel like I've ever seen it get the credit for that. It's just people usually just think yeah. Goldeneye is good. It's just one of the better Bond movies. Yeah. I but mean, it, ne- I feel like those reasons don't come up.
0: Yeah. I mean, it deserves the credit because James Bond is a, I mean, came from the time he came from, it was a male power fantasy, essentially of the, the super spy who gets all the nice cars and gets every woman. Like, if he wants a woman, he gets that woman. And they fall in love with him, and they can't help but want to sleep with him. But the character itself is actually kind of sexist, and it was never pointed out until this movie. And it really kind of does deserve credit for sort of pushing the character in a different direction, ultimately.
1: They bring up more of, like, um, you know, him being Scottish and, yes, you know, People who are somewhat familiar with how how the military works usually the Scottish troops kind of get sent out first, you know. Yeah, they're just they're just fodder, you know. Basically, <laughs> you know, they're also known as like the toughest SOBs, sure, you know, in some regards. But they are definitely the first ones to get sent out, yeah. you know, and last ones to leave. Yeah, and you know that's uh, you know that's you know kind of the point in Skyfall, you know, because Peter <laughs> Morgan wrote. Um, the first draft of Skyfall. So a lot of those like questioning England and its loyalties, again, things that pop up in GoldenEye. So like I was like really kind of surprised that they, um, you know, I always remember 007 is like, you know, he was a vagabond, basically got betrayed by England, but yeah. it was the, the little stuff between them. Like it was very personal. It wasn't just that his friend betrayed him, but it was like, you know, James, you should take this journey with me because like, they've done the same thing to you and your family, man. Like what the fuck? Yep. Yep.
0: So, uh, it was, uh, it was interesting. There's a lot of good action in this too. I mean, some stuff doesn't hold up visually well, uh, you know, from 1995 on, which is actually really crazy to me considering how many movies still do look pretty good from that time. Um, you know, the Jurassic park, I think we watched Jurassic park uh, at home the other day and, there's some stuff that doesn't look quite as good. Now, I don't have it on Blu-ray, so maybe the cleaned-up high-def version might look a little better. But there are some things, like that T-Rex paddock scene still looks really good after yeah. all this time. And there was stuff in this movie that did not hold up as well as the Tyrannosaurus Rex paddock scene from Jurassic Park. So uh, some of that stuff, it, it comes off a little bad, but not that bad. And there's a lot of you know it's Bond, so there's a lot of big action scenes. They of course hang off of something gigantic. At the end, I do have a big problem with uh, the death of of Alec Trevelyan, and uh, played by Sean Bean, who of course dies because it's fucking Sean Bean. So yes, uh, he dies, but he falls from a very great height, Glenn, like a very a very high height. And he does land really hard, but not in the splattery, you're dead instantly kind of way you would expect from a guy who fell so goddamn far from such a great height. And he even seems to kind of be like, he's got like one or two breaths in him after he landed. I'm like, this dude should be like paint. He should have like covered the the bottom of this satellite dish or whatever. But, you know, it's, it's Bond and not everything... Uh, not everything is going to line up exactly, especially some of... Some oh, he's got to get impaled by his own device. So, you know. <laughs> yes, he does. He does. And he did, uh, of course. I like the... Uh, God, who is the uh, the American? Dude. Oh, uh, Joe Dom Baker? <laughs> yes, it's Jack Wade. He was great. Oh, and- yeah, and he shows
1: up, and it's... <laughs> You know, British got to do the the code or whatever. He's like, oh god, you guys are. How's uh, uh, Another <laughs> hard ass Brit. Is that good for you? And he's like, yeah. And then he wants to see his tattoo. Yes, he's like, Ugh. Uh.
0: kept calling him Jimbo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tremendous. He was he was awesome. Uh, I really liked him. Well, of that's course.
1: who uh, Jeffrey Wright is in the.
0: Yes, yes the the, the yeah. CIA informant. Uh, yeah. Jack Wade. Uh you know I got to say this movie in many ways helps me play into my and not my theory, the internet's theory, but it's one I've adopted that James Bond is just a code name and I know that Daniel Craig's Bond literally we see his birth certificate and he was born James Bond. So I'm just going to go ahead and call that a happy coincidence that he became a 007 and Thus, his code name is his real name as well. Uh I ha- I Glenn, I have to. Because Judy Dench plays M in all of these movies. And she's always there. And Bond is always different. Like vastly different. They don't try to recast people who kind of look like the last Bond. They just cast whoever. So uh and the same is the same is really true in this case for uh Q, who does all of the gadgets, like the Q in this movie, I think is the guy who's been playing Q for all of those movies.
1: Yeah. It's all the way up until I think world is not enough is the first time John
0: Cleese is Q. Yes. So, you know, and on top of that, in this movie, I I don't remember who it is. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's um, uh, Robbie Coltrane, or maybe it's, it's somebody else, a Russian guy or something but one of them notes uh, makes a note to mention to James Bond about the new M so it's not like they're just recast it's like this is a position that gets filled which makes me think that 007 is just a position that gets filled like Alec Trevelyan is a 006 like they just have their numbers so well yeah i mean and that's like goes in the
1: whole point if they're all orphans and it's yes. it's okay to use his real name because fuck it like <laughs> Yes. it's not like they got any attachments
0: although so. i'm although i'm totally sticking to james bond being a code name and daniel craig's james bond just a happy accident that he he has the same name as the code name and they're like fuck it it's i mean we're not going to change it now it's just a uh, what a coincidence uh it work. Yeah. works it, it works from it works for my headcanon otherwise the continuity of james bond is just the might be harder than the terminator movies at this point uh trying to figure out what what things happen when and maybe maybe it's in the best interest of everybody if we don't try to package it in that way and we're just like fuck it there is no continuity for any of these they all exist in their own little pocket universes uh every brosnan is its own pocket universe the uh oh shit who's the the one guy who only got the one james bond movie because george lazenby george lazenby there's the one george lazenby movie in the lazenby verse uh you know, and Connery's got like the big one. Daniel Craig's gonna have his whatever it is, four movies. Um is it gonna be four or five? Uh well he's done four, so, four. Be so five. This, this would be five.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh right? So, yeah. I mean it's Casino Royale, Conum Sola, Skyfall, Spectre, and whatever uh, this uh,
0: no, no time, time, to, time die. to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which uh, we're so,
1: yeah, you know, we should have seen this movie a month ago. You know that, right? Like Yes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it was should it, it was
0: supposed to come out a month ago. Yes, we we could have seen it by now.
1: I'm sure it's uh, done. And that trailer is so good too. Yeah, they better just again it. now. You know we're gonna have a female Bond, and you know going into your code name theory, I wonder how they're gonna
0: kind of yes uh, mm-hmm. cross cross that bridge. Maybe they'll just keep calling her James Bond. That'll make some people's heads explode. I don't know. James isn't the worst. I think no. James could work as a woman's name sure i mean in star trek they use the name michael as a female name so yeah whatever you can do what you want i think it'll make some people's heads explode but you know that'll just be
1: yeah well, you know there's certain names that it, it could be a little awkward you know, like bernard I man that's yeah. not you know carl
0: sure <laughs> carl. carl bond <laughs> might be weird uh you know, I mean, what'll really, what'll what really uh, set this in for me is if we meet another 006, and his name is Alec Trevelyan. So that'll really tell me, like, yes, these are code names, not just the code number, but uh, code names as well. Uh, so yeah, uh, any any more thoughts? Or it's on like a the
1: Matrix. There always has to be like a a 006 to a 007. Yes. Well, that was like the thing about um, Silva, right? Like he was a double O agent. Then you never get his number. No. But it's like I wonder what his number. I wonder if he was double O six. Hmm. You know and um. Yeah. Because timeline wise, I mean, I know it goes a little bit past it, but he's like what he gets captured in like ninety four. Something like that. Yeah. And so Trevelyan. Well, I get Trevelyan died earlier than that because it was still under communist Russia when he got Mm -hmm. murdered. Uh, also, we haven't gone into it, but a lot of the other side characters. I mean, I know we briefly talked about Anatop. I mean, yes, Fomika Jensen is hamming it up so much, and Holy she's shit, so she good ever. in this movie. Yeah, she's amazing. It, I just you can tell she's having so much fun. And then, yeah, uh Alan Cummings is Boris. Just no, he was also the, great. The nerdy little, you know, he he's got like a he's pretty roguish. You now you think he. Is going to help Natalia and, you know, he's not, is he, you know, he never does, yes, he never but does. it's like, it is always kind of like, Oh, you know, his loyalty could be, could be elsewhere, you know? So
0: yes. And just, just
1: fun stuff like that.
0: Uh What did you think of uh, Isabella Scorpuco, who played Natalia? uh The, I guess the official bond girl for this movie, because she's the one who falls in love with him and, all that stuff. Oh, her, her and Famika are, they're both. Well, they're no, both I know, Bond I know, girls. I know, I know we, I know we discussed it, but she's the one that technically Bond wants to be with, uh, yeah. the other one's trying to kill him. And I'm, I'm just thinking of her in the more traditional role of the main girl who James Bond falls for. Yeah. Uh, what did, what did you think of her in this one?
1: Uh it's fine. I think the one thing for me is like, she just kind of disappeared.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, she was in this. Um, she was in a terrible movie that I love called Vertical Limit about mountain climbing. Oh, <laughs> It's god-awful, but I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> I love that movie. Um, she was in that uh, terrible Exorcist movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was in Reign of Fire, also terrible oh, movie. Oh, man. I don't, I, don't,
0: I don't give a shit. I fucking love that movie. Reign of Fire is also ridiculously good, bad.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so it's like she was in these things and then like really it was like
0: Rain of fire it's just gone and i'm like oh that's weird you know huh uh, maybe but I she's guess just she's like, like all of these movies are shit why can't i get like i had that bond movie why can't i get anything else yeah i
1: mean maybe it was just like she just didn't get roles that she wanted to in yeah. uh english speaking films so yeah back to sweden or wherever she's from yes um by the way, just started doing stuff there. Cause I, I like, after when I was watching this movie, I went back and like, yeah, hey, what happened to her? She just kind of like was gone. Like she was like on this eight year run. Yeah. And then just disappeared. That was kind of strange. By the way, Wikipedia refers, she plays to... a lot of different, uh, uh, nationalities too, like vertical limit. She's French Canadian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just wherever they could put her, you know, what in, uh, Rain of fire, she's English or something. So yeah. it's just it's it's she can just oh okay, you know what? You got an accent. We'll just uh plug you in here, you know.
0: I would just like to state I wish I had said this before when I was looking over the cast list and the like Peter Stormare. List. Like he could just be any any, yes, any nationality. anybody. <laughs> um so Wikipedia lists the character of Xenia on atop as quote a sadistic lust murderer. Which, you know what? That's not uh, that's wh- not wrong. Which there is, in <laughs> fact, a link for. And, of course, it redirects to sadomasochism, which oh, is oh, the word man. I was thinking of saying earlier. I was thinking, like, you know, she's a sadomasochist, but I'm like, eh, I don't know. And then I saw sadistic lust murderer, and I wish I had seen that and read it and said it earlier. <laughs> Because uh, that's w- a way, way better title uh, and perfectly describes exactly uh, what her character is. And ironically, of course, uh, the one guy she kills in this movie uh, doing what she uh, loves doing. She was, of course, with her thighs. Well, and I was going to say, of course, she was also on bottom, which is uh, ironic given her last name. So, yeah. Uh, Does she kill him when he- she's on bottom? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, okay. The that guy we meet earlier, Yeah, the the guy in the hotel. Yes. I mean, it makes sense. It'd be a lot harder for do the thigh crushing from
1: on top, right? I yes. Mean, uh, you're not going to
0: be able to constrict or get the grip that you need to. Yes, and uh, also this movie, I would like to say, did a lot of damage to me as a guy who is a is a self described leg man. That's like that's my thing. Maybe not anymore after this. Like this this woman crushed way too many ribs with legs. I think I'll pass. I'm I'm good uh going forward. Uh I'm pretty sure it's not real, but just in case it is, uh I'm just gonna Whatever stay far the away. sauna scene. Like the sauna <laughs> scene has always been my favorite because I, That it's sauna so scene ridiculous. is insane, yes.
1: And she's just like trying to choke him out or whatever, yes. and then he just like puts her on a plate of hot stones or whatever. Yes! <laughs> that's how it gets her off of him just like,
0: yes it's <laughs> ridiculous it's, um, but there's so yeah, much okay. of this that's over the top and ridiculous i mean so he gets action all, go ahead i was gonna say
1: action scenes that didn't age well but it, it works just because how they first introduced the james bond theme yeah is the tank like that tank? oh my stuff, god yes it looks so bad like you yes. can just tell he's driving through plaster yes but man, having that theme song, just like, just yep. turn that dial up to a hundred. Yep. Like, I don't care. And then whenever they're getting on the train mm-hmm. and he just like casually pulls up with the tank on the bridge and it's like, oh, yeah. I got to sneak on away. Like, oh, fuck. They not notice that there's a tank on the bridge. Like, there,
0: I mean, there are so many <laughs> laugh out loud moments in this movie for me. Uh, I mean, even from the get go. When the Russian general's like, Don't shoot, like the the tanks will explode, and one guy gets all nervous because James is hiding behind a <laughs> cart full of tanks, accidentally fires his gun off, and the general just turns around and shoots <laughs> him dead. No talking, no nothing, just turns around and shoots him dead. There's there's bad 90s lines in here. Like when he I goes to make out with uh Natalia and you know, he's in the middle of their kissing, she's like they're conversing because of course they are and he she says something about something and i don't know what she was talking about but his response is something along the lines of like my lips are sealed and then he kisses her some more and i'm like oh that's so cheesily bad like uh and the first thing that came to my mind was like rubber lips are immune to your charms from batman and robin (laughs) uh i'm like oh that's just excellently bad like oh and then like
1: uh so like you speak of that scene or whatever mm-hmm. so they're they they think it's in Cuba or somewhere around Cuba yes so the whole mission is they're gonna get on you know they're just on this plane yeah and they're just gonna fly around until he can find this thing yes but it's like oh you know what we've been flying for four hours we got to go back to a cabana on the beach yes uh just changed into our bikinis and, yes and board shorts and we're just you know got to hang out in the water right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, they're worried about the extinction of all of world and yes,
0: well, it's time to uh, every now and again, even super spies have to kick their feet up.
1: I just thought it was funny. It was
0: very funny.
1: And also the fact that like at the very end, it's just
0: Joe Don Baker's just been waiting. (laughs) Oh, the useless, the useless Americans who show up at the end when everything's already been handled.
1: There's like four helicopters that just all of a sudden show up.
0: Yes, and there's like <laughs> 20 marines in like ghillie suits or whatever. Just it reminded me of the end of Jurassic Park three. Like there's just
1: got the one <laughs> yes! guy sitting on the beach with a megaphone, and then all of a sudden all the amphibious <laughs> trucks, trucks and, and helicopters. <laughs> Uh, like, what are they going to do? Are they like waiting for a trap, like lure yes. we out one of the big dinos and they're going to obliterate it to death and ambush them. Like,
0: I mean, that's sort of what happened here. Like James Bond took care of everything, and then the Americans are like, "Hey, we're here." Uh, well, he was supposed he was supposed to meet up with them, and Bond yes. never did. So, yes, that's true. That's true. And fairness, yeah, and it all played into a joke, right? Where they yeah. fell out of a helicopter. Uh, Maybe both of them should have broken bones because I think they leapt out of this helicopter just a high enough height that it probably would have hurt a lot more than they let on. But regardless, they had a roll in the hay and then made a joke about how like there's no one around for 25 miles or whatever they can do what they want. And then of course they're surrounded by Marines or whatever in suits, (laughs) uh, like hiding in the, hiding in the the tall grass or whatever. So, uh, all there for a joke and whatnot. But yeah, this movie is a lot of fun, a lot of cheese at times. Oh, the Russian bar scene, too. I mean... Yes. Hagrid's wife terribly
1: Who can't singing. can't sing, yeah, yeah. He's and like, they, the fact that they go on for so long with that joke is yes. impressive. Yes. Like, yes. It's not just you hear her say a couple of lines, it's like... Oh, she sings like half like, the song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just sit with it and then you finally get to have them sit down and chat and she's still going and he's just like get off
0: stage yes after well i mean after bond after bond calls her out for not being good (laughs) and then he shoots him like right between the legs like on the on the seat he's on because of his uh of the great offense he's taken Uh, uh there's it's it's there's a lot of cornball stuff in this movie but i think in a good way like i had a lot of fun watching this uh, any yeah. final thoughts on GoldenEye, Glenn? And what would you? No, do? it's just it's
1: still one of my favorites. Um, you know, it's it's you know like a like a four and a quarter. Like it's it's oh, a okay. solid good movie. You know, I love it. Yeah, I could be super nitpicky, but it goes by fast. Like that's the thing is, like it's it's so easy to just turn your brain off and be like, yeah, okay, yeah, no, I'm totally into this. Like, yeah. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, I mean I you for, I forgot how handsome and charming he was. Holy like, shit. Yeah. God he damn. was gorgeous. Like, yep. You're right. Like that those lines are so cheesy, but the fact that it's him saying it, I'm like, "Oh yeah, fuck it. I'd be smitten with him too." Hey, like,
0: yeah, like uh, <laughs> that accent, that face. Yes, of course. Uh it totally works. He went Remington steel on her. Uh, and and how could you say no to that? Uh yeah. Yeah, Is he the most handsome Bond? Because I'm pretty sure he is. Yes, I think so. But there's part of me that loves the cold, steely murder gaze of Daniel Craig. (laughs)
1: Yeah. yeah, Daniel Craig is like like the most believable because it's like
0: he's he's a hot guy, but he looks like he would kill you. And he has been through some shit. Yes. (laughs) Yes, you can see it. Uh, So (laughs) yeah, he's a good looking dude. I think as far as pure charisma and handsomeness all rolled into one. It's probably Pierce Brosnan, uh, just a ridiculously good looking guy, which is hilarious. If you look at pictures of him now with his Colonel Sanders beard, uh, <laughs> but uh, back then a ridiculously good looking man. Uh, one, one more fun fact about this. So this came out oh, in uh, 1995 and my dad took me to see this in theaters. I'd never seen a James Bond movie before. Awesome. Uh, so I was an early teen and on, se- on on a this isn't the second time I've watched it, but it's been a long time since I've watched Goldeneye. And it, I think it actually still remains the only Bond movie I've seen in a theater. I've watched all of them after they've come out afterwards. I haven't seen them in theaters. So this remains the only one. So I do have some pretty fond memories of that. That being said, for some reason, this time watching it, I'm like, wow, there is a lot of sexual innuendos in this film. <laughs> and it's really weird that my dad took me to see this movie uh, when I was 13 or 14 or whatever it was. I was four years old when this movie came out. Holy shit, you're making me feel like an old man, Glenn. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was like, Holy- well, it's a good thing your parents didn't take you to see this movie. It would have been way over your head at the time. But even for a teenager, I'm like, Holy shit, there is like a there's a lot of it in this movie. Well, I mean, one whole character completely just like loses it anytime she kills anybody. And oh, I mean, a, it's you know, we have Octopussy. I mean, it's not like oh, this yeah. hasn't been done before. Oh, sure, sure. No, no, no. It, there's a long, proud history of <laughs> of sex in James Bond movies for sure I just wasn't really aware of them when this movie came out like I had heard of James Bond of course I knew that those movies existed but I didn't know anything about them at all I'd never seen one this was the the first one I' had seen and I think it was like I think my dad maybe liked those movies so he was like hey this is like a chance to to reel in the boy like it's a new James Bond it's a bond for a modern age like you know maybe maybe he'll get hooked and well, I, do you think this was kind of like
1: that movie though? Like, it's funny that you say that because I I yeah. think of that with uh, the terrible Tim Burton Planet of the Apes movie because yes. my my dad loves Planet of the Apes. Yes, and so it's but you know you know there's always like oh to, you know Star Wars that kind of stuff but like my mm-hmm. dad loves Planet of the Apes you know it's you know not like top tier franchise and I wonder if that would be like with Bond it was like that for your dad was that like his
0: no I don't think that was like his main thing but I think he liked those movies and I mean you know now that I think about it it's like I feel like I'm gonna have to call him and ask him and like if that was a thing or maybe (laughs) he just saw the trailer for this and thought wow that looks fucking cool uh, and wanted to go see it now now I actually don't remember I I thought maybe he liked those movies uh, but I could be wrong uh, I could be wrong on that. I don't know if it was like, you know, a bond for a modern era type thing. Uh, quite frankly, I don't think they hit that until they did Casino Royale. So that it's really. Like, it's,
1: yeah, it, but it's got like its foot in both camps, right? Like, a little bit, it yeah. Is, it's like trying to point out the sexism and like, oh, you know, it's. Let's, let's how next outdated step. some
0: of it is, yes.
1: Yeah. And then, but it's like, Oh, you know, Hey, look, fuck it. You know, people are going to come here for James Bond in a tank. Right. You know? Yeah. Oh my God. It's uh, like, there's that.
0: And then on the other hand, they're like 007, Here's a belt with a grappling hook in it. It somehow has seven a watch. Oh, was it a watch with a grappling hook?
1: No, no, no! The watch oh. had the laser. laser yes, watch. the watch
0: had the laser. His belt. Or had the a laser mode. didn't even line up with the watch. Sometimes that no. was pretty amazing. That was pretty great. I just <laughs> like the the belt somehow had like seventy feet of cable. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's only tested to hold one person. And he's like, what if I need to hold more than one person? Uh, oh, and
1: I thought they were going to make the same joke like in the uh, in the first Batman movie. Yeah. When he asked Kim Basinger how much she weighs because he's trying to make sure that they could both go up. Yes. I thought they were going to do the same thing with that, but they, they didn't. They did They did not. Because uh, she
0: fell through the concrete before
1: he could get to that.
0: Yes. So much goofiness in this movie. I really liked it. I think I'm settling at three and three quarters. Uh, there's some things that didn't age particularly well, but a lot of this movie was so much fun. Uh, I had a blast watching it.
1: And- also, I want to I want to know what movie started the whole when people are running away, the man taking the woman's hand. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I've always noticed that. I just I remember when I first saw Transformers, I always just thought like, "Well, that's weird," because like Megan Fox does not even like like him like him yet. So it's kind of weird that she's yes. open to physical contact with him in that way and it's like oh mm-hmm. it's not like Shia LaBeouf knows what the fuck's going on Yeah. Uh, well, so I it mean, was like always the first time I noticed it and then you know uh, and then Force Awakens felt the need to beat to that joke and like a dead horse take it and
0: reverse uh, it yeah yeah
1: and so, but it but it was just like I wonder what movie started because it happens every single sequence every time yeah. Natalia disappears
0: it's some guy you know grab my it. hand yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, uh, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm pretty sure it just comes down to the guy has to protect the woman. So you well, take my just, hand, and it's I will just keep you weird
1: safe. Weird, because yes. you, I don't. Granted, it's not like I've been in peril,
0: you know, a lot. Yeah, it's definitely I don't, I don't, I don't not natural. seen
1: that in real life. Like, yeah, it's definitely, definitely not natural. I,
0: <laughs> I would say, I would say, take my hand to someone, and that someone would be anyone if they were if there was peril and they were on the ground and like we need to get up and go like yeah. take, I mean, take like my kids, hand but once i it you
1: know yeah. like
0: but that, but once that's I help, different yeah yeah and once i help them up you know unless they unless they need help moving our our exchange is completed like i have assisted you to get up now we must run uh but yeah i, I think it's just a symbolic thing you know the man protecting the woman, the woman being swept away by James Bond. Uh, I mean, it's not just James Bond, as you noted, it, this happens in a lot of movies and it's, I think it's just symbolic of that type of relationship structure. At least that's my feeling on it. I think
1: I move your hands to move. And it's just weird. Cause I just I you don't run, you run words. faster with control of both of your hands. I mean, how is Tom Cruise supposed to achieve the greatest thing he's done in stunts with running, me, which is yes. Tom
0: Cruise running. Yes. Um, when he's got to hold someone else's hand. No, it's impossible to run well while you're holding someone's hand. It's just the, it's it's not meant to work in that manner. Uh, it's, it's sort of like a, like the potato sack race or something where you've got one leg <laughs> with another person's leg. Like it's, it's possible, but it it's not, it's not, uh, it's not ideal. No. Uh, all right. If
1: you're worried about the person falling behind, like mm-hmm. usually you would just stagger behind them. So you can yes. kind of just, you know, for somewhere to go, but it, it, I don't know. I like, I don't know. It's just, it's something I've always thought. And I just, I don't know where it started from. I wanted like, you know, you have the Wilhelm scream, like what, oh, what yeah. is the first
0: time this has been done? Yes. Uh, I think, actually, I think I have seen that the first Wilhelm scream, I forget where it oh, was. It's like now a, yeah, it's like some Western. Yeah. And it's a, you know, it's a sound they had, uh, in storage somewhere, and somebody needed a scream for something, and it sort of just turned into like a cult thing where, yeah, yeah. And now, and now it's almost a thing where everybody has to use it in something,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I wasn't meaning like I know where the Wilhelm screams coming from, I'm just yeah. wondering where the dragon the woman by her hand thing yes, came, where,
0: came from. Where's the original? And yeah.
1: as helping, not the you know, I'm the bad guy dragging her to this
0: bullet train, yes. Uh, okay. Are you I know it's a weird tangent, but it's just... <laughs> hey, I mean, that's what we're all about. This website's been doing weird tangents for, oh, shit, like nine years or something now. So, eh, it's on brand. Uh, I'll accept that. Are you ready to find out what the next movie will be? Yeah, I can't wait for you to have to do this four times. I Okay, <laughs> well, so the we're going to realgood.com, the Real Good Netflix Roulette Wheel, which we shall spin... And it is currently sitting on GoldenEye. I will click spin again in a moment. Uh, the rules are, of course, no documentaries, no television shows, no animated films, no stand-up specials, nothing like that. It must be a unless movie it's movie. a good documentary. Oh, okay. Well, if I'll have to read it first, and so then determine if it's a good documentary.
1: But. Yeah, if it's like a
0: Solo, um, which I've seen, then yeah, you you gotta watch that. <laughs> Was that Free Solo? Is that what you're yeah. Talking about? Yeah, I've heard that's really good. Um, Okay, all right, here we go. I shall spin the wheel in three, two, one. And we have a movie right away. No documentaries or anything. Oh, shit. Uh, (laughs) So we will be watching from 2009, an action-adventure fantasy film, Underworld, Rise of the Lichens*. Oh, wow, okay. A prequel to the first two Underworld yeah. films. Yeah, I've seen it. 6.6 6 out of 10 from IMDb users and a 30% tomato Tomatometer. So yeah, the 30% w- sounds more like it from what yeah. I remember of that movie. <laughs> well, uh, that is what Glenn and I will be watching. So if you want to be insane like us, you can head to Netflix uh, and pop up Underworld Rise of the Lichens. I guess that is what we will be talking about next time on another podcast from Parts Unknown.